my agent just called. I got offered the coolest part. Yes! It's not a ton of dialogue, but it's gonna be so great for me. I know it. What is it? So basically my character's in this ratty apartment and this guy I'm seeing comes in and he's like, get down on all fours. I'm like, okay. And I start crawling and he follows me into the bedroom and then he flips up the back of my skirt and starts eating my ass. So he's screaming. So it's this huge bonfire orgy, but we're all naked with these pitch black eyes and we're just going at it like animals. They're like a lot of people in this scene, but because I'm doing my girl from behind, you can totally see my entire face. So I'm sucking the midget guy's dick when his brother comes in and he watches for a second, but then he's like, hurry up or whatever. And then he sends in four naked women to join. Yeah, it's just a few lines, but she gets to have sex with the lead. It's set in the 1930s though, so they want to know if you're a uh, hoo-ha shaved in case they need to get you a merkin. A merkin? A wig for your vagina. And at the exact same time, we all start climaxing and we're just screaming. What's wrong? What is it? Over, he starts jerking off over my chest and I'm like, no, no, not on my dress, not on my dress. So I pull down the top of my dress and he just shoots it all over my tits and I'm- Where's hot vampire number one? Hi, it's, it's, it's Kate, actually. Whatever, just go over the bed and tear off your robe. Hold on. Kelly, sweetheart, you just got a role in a- you're doing porn? Porn? Porn. You did a fucking porn. What? No! It's HBO! Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh! I love you so much! I'm so proud of you! Oh! Oh, thanks, Mom. And... Action! Mm. It's not porn. It's HBO. With 108 oh. Emmy nominations. Oh. It's not porn. It's HBO. Hey, Vincent. It is Maria. And I just wanted to let you know that I was trying to do a fumbling job of explaining what cryptocurrency is on my station just today because my high schooler and his friends were talking about it last night and I do not understand how it all works. But I just called into Bernie and he responded and said that maybe you and some other people had tried making cryptocurrency from your content. So I was just curious if you had any input or if if you had a second, if you wanted to listen to how I was trying to explain cryptocurrency, if you have any clarification on my limited knowledge of it um, in layman's terms. Simple, simple. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to get my head wrapped around it. The financial world is changing, right? So anyway, I hope you're doing well and uh, have a great day. Bye. Hey, Maria. Yeah, I went and look, listened to your, your little quote-unquote fumbling your your interesting new perspective on it and i called into your station like 20 or 30 times i don't know the, the subject takes a long time to to talk about because um, there's so many different aspects to it <coughs> first you got to look at why was it created what was the purpose you know who what was it a response to all right so the first reason behind the cryptocurrency of bitcoin is the collapse of the house market in 2008 it was a response to that the manipulation of the money system the continuous printing of more money there's if you go look at the i can't remember the, the actual website right now but you want to see something that'll oh freak you out go look at the debt marker number it's like a page that shows all the 
the money being printed or all the debt being accumulated. And and you think about it, why is it that our system is built on debt? Who does that benefit? Why is it built that way? Is there a better way? And the problem with the continuous printing of new money to fund your own nefarious projects, if you're the only one that has that printing press, you're at a very large advantage over everybody else participating in that market. So as a result, Bitcoin was born. And the very first block, the Genesis block that was mined, actually referred to a newspaper that was talking about the collapse of the house, housing market. And so in this token that was started in 2009 is, um, or actually was it 2000? I think it was 2008. Yeah, because no, that would have made it 10. So it was 2009. So it, yeah, because it just turned nine in 2018. Anyway, if you have, instead of an unlimited supply of just cranking out more dollars with no end inside, what does that do? Well, when you were a kid, how much did a gallon of milk cost? How much did a candy bar cost? How much did a soda cost? And now you look at it today and it costs more. Well, if you make that a finite number, say 21 million tokens, in the case of Bitcoin, and you say spread it out over the next 100 million or 100 years, and every two years you reduce the amount that comes into circulation, then you've effectively made a money system or a uh, a unit that will go up in value over time. So, for example, the very first thing purchased for Bitcoin was a pizza for around 10,000 Bitcoin. Well, at $10,000 a coin today, that is the world's most expensive pizza. You can buy a pizza today for less than 10,000, or probably around 10,000 Satoshis. Satoshi is a hundred billionth of a Bitcoin. So like a dollar has two decimal points, Bitcoin has eight decimal points, which means that one Satoshi, one little tiny portion of that, will eventually one day be worth one dollar. And that's the way that I look at the Bitcoin market, not can I get a full Bitcoin, that doesn't matter. What matters is how many of those little Satoshi can you have? and Next year, those Satoshi, it's going to take less of them to buy the same thing you bought this year. Mm, think about that. If your money went up in value every year, as opposed to down. And you start to see a little bit the insight of this idea. Ah... So much information to take in. So Bitcoin was 
really blockchain 1.0. That was the first iteration of it. The first app for it was currency, or is currency. The idea that this block, this many Satoshis, could be traded for this many dollars. Right, so <clears throat> because the the equation really comes down to supply and demand. The more demand there is for it, since there's a limited, finite, consistent amount that comes out every single day, those people that are mining it that are getting rewarded in those tokens are spending them off to pay for their mining of their equipment. Now they're also earning more than they're spending, like in case of my mining, uh, it cost me less than 10% of what I spend in electricity compared to what I earn in the tokens. And um, so that has done some really interesting things in the gaming market. For a long time, I was like, man, all the graphics cards are just gone crazy in price. I, I happen to have bought my graphics cards before, like, well, my two main graphics cards that I use for my mining, that is also my um, computer hardware I use for designing my wraps and doing my VR gaming and, and 3D modeling and that kind of stuff. I bought those in 2013, 14, somewhere around there. And uh, what's so wild to me is that today those pieces of hardware uh, are generating over $200 a month uh, with those two pieces of hardware. Now, had I mined the these coins for the past two years, um, I would not have any need for any other kind of work because I would have amassed so many coins that I just wouldn't have any more need for money. Um, but I didn't mine it back then. I was still trading my work for, for dollars. So I realized that with this, if I add into this, since it's making back more money than it costs to, to run it, but the only cost is that 10% overhead, then if I put that into solar power, then I can get back more and then also eliminate my electric bill from my house altogether or my household. And so I'm looking at this as a way of building a community. Uh, we've got one mining rig. Uh, let me see. Well, a full stack of our mining rig, which gives us 13 cards, uh, will do about $1,000 a month. And it's just a matter of how many of those can we build up? How much can we maintain? And fortunately, my buddy happens to be a super nerd. <laughs> and used to run a data center and stuff like that. So it's his forte. He loves doing that kind of stuff. Um, 
So I'm planning on having this mining operation buy us a piece of land. Then that will allow uh, us to move my mother's uh, trailer here out to that piece of land, and that will save us $6,000 a year over the space rent that we have at this current uh, park where they bought the house 10 years ago. That will then also free up two of my other friends that can then add to their mining operation and free up their overhead. And so we're going to work together as a community to support one another and get off of this crazy chasing of the dollar. So that thought of community first is is really, when you think about it, that's what all this cryptocurrency is about, is that a community, a worldwide community, can come together with an idea and be able to bootstrap stuff with not having to ask anyone else's permission you just put something together and if your idea is worthy and yeah i mean yeah there's a lot of crap out there there's going to be a lot of crap out there just like in the early days there was a lot of crap websites and eventually you those things evolve and come into their own what's neat about this kind of a concept and is that with the community like taking that community concept and tokenizing it. That's what these smart media tokens from Steam and the um, EOS platform is also going to allow is that you'll be able to create your own token. And so I will be creating the Allostic token of appreciation. And then I will be able to give that token to whoever whomever um, I'm feeling appreciated by or I have appreciation for. And um, it's just, it's really, really, really interesting times. That's all I can really say. Huh, really? I said really a lot, didn't I? So our little tumbleweed farms because we're farming cryptocurrency. Um, the next stage in our build is to be to acquire a piece of land in a uh, cannabis-friendly state, such as California. And then um, we'll start, along with the mining, actually growing our own grain, uh, both to sell to the market and also to cover our own expenses of, of smoking cannabis. Since it's now completely legal in California, uh, it's not going to be very long before the rest of the country, you know, one by one starts legalizing it because, come on, people, it's a plant. But in the meantime, in the early times, it's actually a, an opportunity to be able to create some income as well. So <laughs> I'm going to use the green to create the green farm of crypto. And... <clears throat> Since you can continue to scale these types of operations as far as the mining, I have some really neat ideas of what I can use the uh, heat that the crypto mining creates um, and create my own little uh, out here in the desert, uh, a little oasis 
if you will, um, up by Spaceport America. I'm gonna buy some land, uh, or we are as a as a conglomeration or little mining group or whatever you're gonna call us. Buy some land and um, use all these green resources to self bootstrap a beautiful uh, community where is just a dirt patch right now. And uh, <laughs> wow, this year has just been absolutely phenomenal. The last year. Uh, with cryptocurrency, it's the first time ever in my life as an artist that I ended up at the end of the year with more money than I started. Period. I've I've tried saving in the past and never have I ever been able to save. And I realized because the other system's a debt-based system. You can't save debt. And as soon as I switched and Sylvia Unity Eagle gave me my first 50 dollars of bitcoin last year i started watching it fluctuate in the market and i thought oh wow that's kind of cool look at that it goes up and down oh wow look it's going quite a bit up oh i i should maybe get some more of this and so for that year 2017 every project i got from my rap design or any monies that i got in i tried to take you know, $25, $50, $100, whatever I could spare at the time and just throw a little bit in there. <clears throat> and I'm going to have to create another wave. So since my birthday has just passed, January 22nd was my birthday, just turned 45. This year, I start out not with $52 worth of cryptocurrency, but I have over, oh gosh, $10,000, $12,000 worth of cryptocurrency that is the current value of it, but the projects that I'm backing and what I believe in, I believe is going to be by this time next year. Um, probably worth over $100,000 in value. And so when I started on Steam, I'd been watching my my little wallet and my value go up and down. And it was really fun watching my personal little, you know, nest egg or whatever go up and down because I was putting this money away for my daughter. My daughter just turned 16 and by the time she was 18, I want to have something of value that I can give her. Every time I tried to save money in a bank account, it just didn't work. It just, it just didn't. I, I had too much an aversion to the, um, the lending model they have. You put a thousand dollars on on account, and they can lend it out nine nine times, and they charge you a fee for it, but they don't pay you anything. No, I just couldn't take that anymore. So, uh, I had been privy to a lot of the distortion that happens in that system when I was very young, because I would say. A computer consultant back in the early 90s when the web was just coming around and when Windows first came out I had a client 
And he informed me of how wealthy people stayed wealthy and all the systems they used and the way they used and distorted charities and the truth behind the the Federal Reserve as a private corporation um, and just all these truths that took 20 plus years to start coming out in, in alternative news and and it's still not fully mainstream because it's a game they're playing. But that's where the beauty of blockchain comes in is it says, you know what? Cell phones made landlines pretty much obsolete. And talking across the internet is a lot easier and cheaper than talking across the landlines. So therefore they disappeared, but this, the functionality of it, we still have, and we have better voice. I can't stand talking to somebody on a cell phone call. It sounds so terrible, such bad latency. I, I, I very, very rarely do I talk on a, a regular phone call. Most of the time it's through voice over IP, right? Voice over internet protocol. And so with the cryptocurrencies, it's going to totally make the traditional system obsolete. It may take 100 years, but it will be obsolete. No doubt about it. Along with everything else that is centralized, the open source counterpart of it is going to be so much more beneficial and better and better funded that... Uh, there will be no competing because you just can't compete. And that's what I'm so looking forward to is their little games up, their little monopolies up. We're coming together as a community worldwide as conscious co-creation. And that's what's exciting about this technology. Not the money part of it, the fact that one day we won't need to convert it back into fiat. Huh. <laughs> ah, this is Artist right here for now on Anchor.fm. On a totally different note, well, not really that different, I guess. Still has to do with building my community in our community. I have for the longest time wanted a vehicle to be able to traverse this great country and this world. And it seems that this month has just been a month of abundance. First, I acquired one of the last remaining GM fishbowl new look buses that was used for the movie Speed. Yep, the 1994 movie Speed with Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves. A friend of mine actually owned the last remaining bus and had been converted into an RV. So I went over the other day and I photographed it and I looked at it, and then I started doing some research on the buses. And I was amazed at 
how much information I could learn about diesels, about their origin, and then about General Motors and some of their really nasty practices back in the early days, killing the trolley car business in order to push out their new conglomeration with Firestone and Goodyear, or and what was the other company? They, there was one they created. It was uh, Greyhound. They made the Greyhound company. And then they went in and created this companies to buy up all of the local trolley car businesses and destroy the trolley cars and replace them with buses that ran on stinky diesel. So I'm set with this dilemma of, oh, wow, now I understand all this nasty knowledge about what happened in the background that is not completely mainstream. I found some really interesting documentaries that dug into some stuff that they don't necessarily like to have out in the open. But that kind of goes back to that whole thing of misalignment. They were only interested in profits. And the existing trolley car system, which we now call light rail, the existing trolley car system was a very beneficial system for the people, ran extremely well. But it didn't make a lot of profit because they, the profits was the benefit of the people. So that's where these new types of systems like EOS comes into alignment to where by benefiting the system, you're also benefiting all the end users. And so I can see where new projects like this are going to be launched, where a community can get together and be able to, to have a token that could then fund a project like that and then owning the token would allow you rides on the system and and so i'm okay with owning a piece of this distorted history and the beauty is it's already been converted to run on fry grease fry oil and that makes it to where i can go around to all the fast food places and get free fuel. So I'm going to do a blocky talkie bus. I'm going to make it look like blocky talkie and have it promote the walkie talkie for the blockchain. Our little EOS project that's going to be our um, conversation on the blockchain. It will give you the ability to have a conversation forever. So it will be community driven. Uh, it eventually will be fully open sourced. We're going to set up first to build it um, kind of closed source for our alpha. And then once we get it ready to go and get it up and running, then we'll switch it out and turn it full open source um, because then we can really grow it much faster. And we, we're still discussing how we can do it. Um, you know, there's, there's so much stuff to do on it. <clears throat> so anyway, I got the bus from the movie Speed. <laughs> How cool is that? And so I went and watched the movie Speed again the other day. Only this time I watched it in my virtual reality theater. And wow, that was fascinating. Oh, and the coolest thing is <clears throat> I'm buying it with cryptocurrency. Yep. Not cryptocurrency I bought. Cryptocurrency I'm earning. 
So when I got on Steam, I invested, uh, I bought a bunch of Steam because I had some Bitcoin that I had acquired. And I realized after I found Steam and the Steam It platform and the Steam blockchain that, wow, this blockchain supports community. This blockchain supports people. This is about proof of brain with a collaboration model, not proof of work with a competition model. This is something different. And so I invested every penny I had in Bitcoin into Steam. And at the time, as soon as I did that, Bitcoin took off. And I was like, wow, look at Bitcoin go. And I didn't care because I wasn't planning on spending that anyway. It's for my future and for my daughter. And then, guess what? Steam started catching up. And Steam surpassed what I had in Bitcoin. And so Steam, for me, has actually performed better. And then on top of that, not only did it go up in value per compared to the dollar, it went up in value compared to the amount of Satoshis I had spent on those. Because when I bought it, <clears throat> I paid 27,000 Satoshi for Steam. And right now, they're about 44,000, 45,000 Satoshis per Steam. And so relative to how many satoshis i had i now have a greater value if i was to convert them back right um that to me is where i was making the comparison the other thing though that was so interesting is now i had the ability with all the steam power i had purchased to to vote somebody and be able to give them at the beginning it was 10 cents worth of cryptocurrency well i saw what happened to five to fifty dollars over a year so i was like wow this is really fascinating and then my vote went up to around 40 cents and i can vote essentially give four dollars a day away and i look at my cryptocurrency mining rig and my one rig right here is making uh four dollars and sixty cents a day and i'm like wow I can actually give out to others the equivalent of what my mining rig is giving to me. And it doesn't cost me anything. It actually, I earn curation rewards. So when I'm voting for those other people, a portion of that's even coming back to me. And writing articles, I've literally gained over 200 additional steam which I think right now is worth around $5, I don't know, um, for writing articles, sharing my artwork, for doing different things. Um, and so <laughs> I just hit 2,100 followers on Steam, on the Steam platform. And that is triple what all of my other platforms together had. Um, now, mind you, I've put a lot more attention into Steam than I had in those other platforms because 
those other platforms did nothing but waste time and didn't build any kind of, I mean, yeah, you could build a bit of a community and whatnot, but there was no way to be able to monetize it other than forcing people to watch commercials. And I really wasn't into that. And so with Steam, I can share my creativity. On the Steam blockchain, they've allowed people to create applications to run on top of it. So somebody's created a DTube, which is like a decentralized YouTube. And so you can record videos and put them up on DTube and earn cryptocurrency for sharing your... (laughs) So I get the Steam bus or the the speed bus, right? You know, I'm thinking, wow, this thing is called a new look fishbowl. And on Steam, everybody's referring to themselves as these different nautical creatures. You have from minnows to whales. Um, Something that's kind of interesting about cryptocurrency. Whales are people that hold a lot of the cryptocurrency. The minnows are the little people that are just getting started. So you can be a dolphin in between and whatnot. So I thought, wow, this is perfect. I'm going to take this bus. I'm going to do a tour coast to coast uh, and maybe do Canada and Mexico after that. But do a tour coast to coast and go interview and meet all these whales and minnows and everybody else on steam across the country and, and set together little meetup groups and introduce them to the blocky talkie app so that we can keep talking after we have met. And, um, I thought, wow, that would be so fun. That'd be so cool. And so I have this 40 foot bus and then it was my birthday yesterday and I'm talking to my dad and my dad says, I was telling him about the the bus and everything. He goes, wow, that's really cool. He says, I'll tell you what, I'll do you one better. I'll give you your grandfather's 36-foot motorhome from 1985 or 86 or 7 or something like that. And I remember that motorhome when I was a little kid. (sighs) It was one of the very first motorhomes I had been in that was that big and that nice at the time. I was like, wow. This thing so amazing, and um, and so my dad gives me this motorhome. So now I have a forty foot bus and a thirty six foot motorhome, and I'm just like speechless because it it it's for one it shows that. The abundance we have is always here with us, right? Because I knew both of these vehicles, but I never thought of them as being mine or allowed that idea to really come into my mind. Um, But once I had that alignment of, I want to be able to help other people, suddenly all these other things just went and rushed into place to make that happen. When I went from just focusing on myself and trying to earn that, you know, put that Bitcoin in a wallet and watching it gain value for myself. When I switched that to putting it into Steam so that I could vote for for Sylvia Unity Eagle and I could vote for Poker Man and 
we invited everybody else, but no one showed up. <laughs> a few people have shown up, but they don't get, they haven't really been active. Um, but through me just interacting with Sylvia and Pokerman, both of their accounts are worth over a hundred dollars now. And, uh, you know, mine's like nine, 10,000, whatever. Um, the point is, is that this builds around community. And once I started focusing that way and then had some of these awarenesses of, you know, the feeling of having it already, we can acquire with zero dollars, with zero effort. You can all sit there and meditate and imagine having whatever it is you could possibly imagine having and how it could benefit you and others around you and feel that experience for 100% free. And the more you can resonate that feeling, the more all that other abundance will flow to you to make that possible. And so that's really the key is first finding your, your excitement, your joy inside, and then allowing that to keep singing like a singing bowl and resonating you to a higher and higher frequency so that you can allow those connections and those synchronicities to happen. So have a beautiful fun day.